Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Now, we had a listener get in touch with us during the week asking us if we could raise a topic of sulfadine and painkiller addiction. And she told us that she had been taking sulfadine regularly for over a decade and knows many people, like her, are also affected by this. And we had planned to do this topic anyway. And then yesterday I spotted another story in the papers about exactly this. And it really hit home as to how many people are affected by these hidden addictions. Chris Kirkland featured yesterday in British News and he's revealed that he was close to committing suicide as he struggled during a decade-long addiction to painkillers. The former Liverpool and England goalkeeper battled the addiction after suffering with back problems during his career and his addiction has caused him to suffer hallucinations, hyperventilate, anxiety if he doesn't get the painkillers and he continued to battle with the addiction over the coming years and he has opened up about his struggles following an incident earlier this year which he described as the most horrendous experience of his life. In the interview with the Times UK, he also claimed that his struggles with painkillers are widespread in football. So it's not just him. He knows many other people involved in it as well. And around 2009 to 2010 season at Wigan, he started suffering back pain. And by his second season at Sheffield Wednesday in 2013, he said he was taking painkillers every single day. In a video on his Twitter page, he said, I was on painkillers for eight and a half of those 10 years and ended up in rehab. Now, let's be clear, when you take painkillers um, longer or more often than you should, you're preventing your body from relieving pain naturally. And these drugs trick your brain into thinking it needs a painkiller in order to feel good. It's like smoking, isn't it? Which decreases your body, body's ability to produce feel-good chemicals or endorphins of its own. So in other words, the more you take, the less useful they actually are. And uh, this constant use of painkillers also takes a heavy toll on the central nervous system. Opioid painkillers depress central nervous system to help uh, uh, to block pain. But too much of it can lead to significantly slower breathing, slowed bodily reactions and slurred speech. As well as this, constant use of painkiller causes you problems with your liver, your heart, your stomach, your veins. So... Over-the-counter medicines can be extremely dangerous if overused. That's why they limit paracetamol to, you know, a pack per person if you go in and buy them. Um, but I want to know, you know, a lot of people are addicted, by the way, to prescription medication. Forget about, we're not talking about, you know, class A drugs here. I have a friend of mine who's addicted to sleeping tablets and he takes them for recreational purposes. And he's been addicted to them for 10, 15 years. He'll take them at night and do silly things, crash the car once with them. So, I mean, what I'm saying is so many people I worked another guy once who was also addicted to sulfadine. And I used to see him every day in the workplace I used to work with. And he'd have his little plastic cup. And he'd pop his two sulfadine in. He'd be stirring it every single day. And I'd go, are you all right? And he'd go, no, I just take these every day. So just recreationally taking sulfadine every single day. The number is 087-188-0008. Have you got an addiction to paracetamol, sulfadine, or indeed any either prescription or over-the-counter medication? Let me know because it is a bigger problem than you might think it is. And it's an extremely dangerous problem. The number is 087-188-0008. Or do you know anybody affected? Maybe you have a son or a daughter or a mother or a father or brother or sister that you know is addicted, but they just won't admit it. Let us know. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Maybe you have an addiction that we don't talk about on a regular basis. Let us know right now. 087-188-0008. Now, let me go to Lisa, who asked us to raise the topic. Lisa, good afternoon to you. Hi, Niall. How nice, are you? Nice to talk to you again, Lisa. Now, okay. you asked us to raise this topic, and coincidentally, I had saw this article by Chris Kirkland yesterday, the former Liverpool player, who he's yeah. addicted to painkillers. 
But your addiction to sulfidine, when, when did that start? I take them um, 17 years. And what was the, what was the, re- can you remember why you started taking them? A backache. Right. Cold muscle in my back. Right, okay. Um, and I was told, yeah, take them, get a prescription, blah, blah, blah. Took them. Absolutely hooked. Good luck. And what do they, when you take your sulfidine, like, would you take them first thing in the morning when you wake up? There's first thing, yeah, absolutely first thing. And if I didn't have them, like, I smoke as well. But if I had a choice in the morning, do you know the way, if, you, if you're a smoker, and if you haven't got cigarettes in the morning, you're, you're like an antipose, don't you? <laughs> well, of course, yeah. But um, I'd, I'd rather have the sulfidine I do without the cigarettes. And how, when you take the sulfidine, what feeling do you get? Does it relax you or what's the feeling you get from it? It gives you a kind of, yeah, it relaxes you and I think it gives you like a little high. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you, but, but you know the damage it's doing to you, don't you? Yeah, but you, do you know when, oh, as John Clare said, when you're hooked, you're hooked. But mm. um, this the crap of you can only buy one pack and, you know, now when you go in to buy them in the chemist, they ask you a couple of questions. Use the money for three days, are they for you, blah, blah, blah. But sure, look, they give them anyway. I've never, ever, ever been refused. And you can walk into and another chemist and buy another Of course, you can go it. next door and buy them. But, like, I take the eight of them every day without fail. Without eight fail. a day? Uh, eight every day, every day. Sometimes ten, but definitely eight. That's expensive. That's, That's an expensive habit as well, then, isn't it? Fifty-six uh, tablets a week. What, you're talking nearly 3,000 tablets a year for nothing. And, like, there's nothing wrong with me. Nothing. Like, I, uh, if I didn't have one, then, yeah, I'd get a jumping headache, and it's, apparently it's withdrawal. But there's a hospital in Dublin that does, believe it or not, sulfidine withdrawal, right? But it's a methadone program. Well, is it, well it is a drug. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, it's a, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think people, even I didn't, I'm not saying I wasn't aware, of course I was there, I'm not stupid. But not not quite as aware as I should be of how really bad they are. And you'd wonder how they're sold over the counter is beyond me. Well, see, when we don't sell stuff over the counter, people start demanding it. For example, Nexium, one of the more recent ones taken off prescription for people uh, well, like me. I get stomach ulcers every now and again or get heartburn. That was take yeah. that used to be prescription, and now it's over the counter. Um, many other drugs uh, are over the counter now that would have been prescription only some time ago because of the popularity of them. But we still yeah. have to be responsible about how we use them because no matter how mild you think it is, even paracetamol, for example, they can be extremely dangerous if you take too many of them. Firstly, oh, they can kill you. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And not yeah. only that, if you're taking them long term, and I know women in particular take paracetamol long term. In other words, the first sign of even a headache. I mean, you should be able to deal with a bit of a small headache. It normally goes away very quickly. You don't necessarily have to take a paracetamol. But I know, no, you don't. But no, I know you many don't. women who just take them constantly all the time. And what happens is they become of no value to you, apart from the fact that you're in a habit of taking them. And that, in the long term, can damage your liver, do damage to your heart. I mean, they are medications. They're not meant to be taken long term. Well, I know, Niall, if I had a real pain and I needed a painkiller, a sulfidine wouldn't touch it, Bishop. My body is like smarty. Do, mm. do you know? You're like so used to it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't do a thing for me, but um, off the top of my head, I can think of 40 people easily, and that's just quickly thinking of people I know who take them every, every single day who are addicted to them. Do you know? 
Salfadine seems to be the one people get addicted to very quickly. I know paracetamol is overused in this country as well, but salfadine certainly is one that people seem to get addicted to. As I said, I worked with a guy years ago and I'd see him every single day with his little plastic cup and he'd be popping two salfadine into a glass of water and off he go and drink it and it made him feel good. I worked with a chap uh, years ago and he started his shift and I, even I was shocked by him. But he'd buy, you know, a bottle of water, you know, not your average 70 ml bottle of water. Mm-hmm. And he popped four salfadine and that was the start of every shift, four straight into the bottle. So you're going to 56 salfadine a week? Yeah. I'm For nothing. And I mean nothing. Like I, I, I've never but but, but what, I'm, what I'm blown away by is you're admitting to me that it's a complete waste of time, waste of money. You know it serves no purpose. You know it, you don't even, there's nothing wrong with you so you don't need to be taking them. But you're still doing it. And that's the nature of addiction. Is it, it, is it a, but is that a psychological addiction or a physical addiction? I mean, both. Yeah. I've no doubt that um, if I came off them tomorrow, I probably would be like... You go through withdrawal symptoms. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I probably would get, you know... Like an alcoholic coming off drink or a drug addict coming off their drugs. Do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously there's some sort of... um, There must be some level of addiction in the country if the hospital is running a methadone program to withdraw, would take people down off salpidine. I mean, that's, for a hospital to have a programme specifically designated for that, well, then it, it obviously is a big problem. And have you ever gone for help? Did you ever go to anybody in, or doctors or anybody and say, listen, I have a real problem, I have an addiction, can you do something like that? Can you help me out? No, no. Why? I don't know. Do you know, it's like... Um, I mean, you want to be alive in 20 years, don't you? Exactly. But I think, I think there's a little bit of... Um, psychological shame to it. It's, it's almost like labelling yourself and I hate the word but it's like saying oh I'm a junkie I'm a drug, a drug addict. Well you are. Um, well you are. Well, you are well, I'm, I'm, I'm not stigmatising but am. you are a, tw- a drug addict to a degree. Oh I know I am. Yeah and, and that's the harsh reality of it but most people will tell you you know oh yeah I take 8 or 10 self a day no but I'm not an addict I'm not addicted around myself. But I am telling you and that's why I, I contacted you I am Absolutely addicted. And I am no different to someone on the street who's addicted to whatever. Yeah, but the only difference is they're illegal. This one's not. That's the only difference. Yeah. So, you know, there is a legalized um, addiction program being run by Big Pharma and by the government because you shouldn't be able to to do that now. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, under, I understand what you're saying, but the reason these drugs are over the counter or for over the counter use is to make it less expensive for people to buy them, you know, because they assume that most people are responsible in taking them. And so if you made, say, Salfadine prescription only tomorrow, it means that the average person would have to pay 60 quid to go to a doctor just to get a prescription for Salfadine. And that wouldn't be fair to most people who take them responsibly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand, but. Obviously, they're they're taking ownership of some sort of issue uh, since you know a couple of years ago when they they made it that they're not allowed to show them on display in the chemist. Mm-hmm. They have to be you know out of sight, and they have to ask these ridiculous questions that don't get anyone anywhere. Anyway. Oh, well, the farmers! Don't get me wrong. The pharmacies are well aware that people are addicted to them. Of course, they are. There's horse and boxes them out, and then there was more there a while ago because they changed uh, an ingredient in them. And they didn't dissolve properly. There's a red stripe on the back of them. And you go into the chemist and you'll hear people saying, oh, don't give me the ones with the red stripe on the back. They're rotten. 
So, like and, when, and when you go into your, your local chemist or the chemist that you go to on a regular basis, have they not questioned the fact that they see you on a regular? Surely they know you from going in and out. Have they not questioned the fact that you keep buying these? Not a word. I mean, obviously they question how many they give you on the day. You know what I mean? But, well, but they, I bought two packs at a time and that's been honest with you. And I can, I can send you in a receipt for that. That's true God, yeah. Only, I, I think they're only meant to... Maybe I'm wrong, but I think... I know up north you can buy two packs of anything, but I think up down here it's only one, isn't it? They're only allowed to sell you a 24-pack here in one transaction. Yeah, but they're seeing you at least two and three times a week. Ah, yeah, they know. They don't open their mouths. They, they say the same question. It's like a robotic. Do you well, know there's no I mean? one ever pulled you aside. Has the pharmacist ever pulled you aside and said, you know, Lisa... You seem to be buying an awful lot of these. We see you on a regular basis coming in. Have you got a problem? Can, can we do something? Can we help you here? No, no one's ever said that. And that's what I'm saying. That should be a little bit. And I know we all have to take ownership. I mean, I'm a 51-year-old woman. Do you know what I know, I mean? you're not a child. Yeah. yeah, I'm well aware of that. You know, so you have to take ownership of your own shit as well, obviously. But I don't see how it could have happened in the first place that they were able to sell painkillers that are highly toxic and addictive. And that's grand. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Just buy them. And what about your partner? I mean, he, I'm assuming he knows about your addiction. Yeah. Does, but, he, does like, he ever say anything to you? No, no. He's not kind of just used to it. Yeah. He'd know better. But I mean, you, you have a risk now because you've been doing it for so long that you could do some permanent damage to your body. I mean, oh, to, to, your, to your liver mainly. Yeah, yeah. I am actually in for a test a half three this afternoon. I have to get blood done and the whole lot, uh, renal and... Uh, liver function. Liver function. Yeah, all that, just to make sure. Um, because after I got in touch with you, I thought, you have to do something here. There's no point in going on and chatting about it. But like that's a lot of tablets now for one week for nothing. And I can hand on my heart tell you that I never, ever would get pain. I don't suffer with pain. That's it. Like, I just... I'm lucky I don't. So I never, ever need to take them. Never. Do you take paracetamol as well? No. No. So you're not one of these people who takes, because it primarily seems to be women that do this on a regular basis, that take them at the drop of a hat. Um, Yeah. The amount of women I know who take, and paracetamol seems to be really, really popular. Really popular. And it's the innocence of them. I think, again, it's psychological. It's only paracetamol. You're even allowed to take them when you're pregnant. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's kind of, diminishing the, you know, the problem. Uh, and it, I would absolutely dare anyone to say to someone who is actively addicted to Salkadin, you, you're, you're a drug addict. Are you ashamed of your addiction? Yeah. I mean, like, would you ever talk to other people about it or? Never, no. Well, I know, well, I know you're talking on the radio now. No, I am, but no, no, never. Yeah, and it is shameful. Um, oh. And not because, I wouldn't ever... I've spoken to you a million times, Niall. Um, I'd never, ever judge anyone with addiction, uh, be it alcohol, smoking, drugs, whatever, weed, I don't care, mm. you know. Um, I don't judge people on that. I always think there's pain behind addiction. Do you know, there's something caused that, some yeah. need. So I don't judge people. Um, but, yeah, I, I would feel myself when I look at it properly, ashamed that, you know, um, I, I, I'm an average mother of three, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I, I'm a drug addict. Like, because you can't fancy it up. You can't say, oh, well, you're not a drug, drug addict. 
put the salt in and you can buy it in the chemist. Salbutene is a drug and I have an addiction to it. So you can't fluff it up, you know. Let me, stay there. Let me just go to another Lisa if I can. Lisa. Hello. Hello. How are you, Lisa? Uh, you've been listening to the first Lisa. Maybe this just affects Lisa's. I don't know. <laughs> I know. But you've been listening to the first Lisa talking about, you know, being addicted to prescription drugs. You you have a story in relation to that as well. Yeah. So my grandmother died. Uh, Jesus, she's gone 10, 12 years. But she was 19, literally from 93. And she was uh, prescribed Salvadine, eight Salvadine a day for over 15 years. For over 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for her arthritis. Okay, so um, so she was genuinely in pain all the time. Um, yes, but I mean, I I went over every Saturday, brought her out. You are you know. sorry? Are you on a speakerphone, Lisa? Because it's a funny kind of sound bouncing back to us here. No, no. Okay, no, all right. Okay, no, go ahead. On the phone. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go on, keep talking. Go. Um. So she, anyway, so I go over on a Saturday, and and she'd say she'd have to have a little bottle of water with her. Where's your water? Where's your water? And it'd be to take the salad in. Ah. The definite times. I mean, she was like a day, you know, literally two o'clock. You know, we couldn't, no matter where we were. And I thought, I thought sometimes I might be bringing her out to play for the day. And I'm like, I can't stop. I'm on the motorway. I can't stop for water for you. But she had to take them at that time. And I said, Well, are you, are you in pain? No, no, but that's why I'm taking them. So I'm not in pain. And that, I was worried with that in my head that, you know, and when she died, I we found packs and packs and packs of them. Because Send them to Lisa. She'll she'll look after them for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean that. I'm sorry. So it was it was because I'm joking. The, the the pharmacy would give it to you, give her so eight a day and whatever the numbers are and that you'd after two months you'd probably have a pack over. Yeah. And instead of like so that's like six packs a year, extra that she wouldn't need. But because they were putting blister packs for her, then after a couple of years they're putting blister packs, they'd give her the extra ones as well. So she was addicted to them. Oh, uh, look! It's only when you actually, when Lisa said it, and I'm driving along, and I went, "That's me, But you wouldn't use them words, and, and you certainly—I mean, she never drank in her life, never smoked. So if you had it, you know, I would love it to be alive now. Say, come here! I actually know what's wrong with you. So addicted to them, you know. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have thought that at the time. It's because the doctor prescribed them eight a day. Every day. And did she ever go, did, did she ever have to go back to the doctor and get, you know, the prescription renewed or does he ever, did he ever examine her and say, look, you don't need to be taking that many of these things, only take them as you need them or whatever. Yeah. You know yourself with older people, they, you know, they, they kind of say, they come out to them every couple of, you know, maybe twice a year. If you couldn't get to the, uh, to the surgery, they'd come out twice a year. It was an automatic prescription every month in the, in the pharmacy. And then, but when she did have two bad bleeds, in her stomach, um, and say two years before she died, and then the year she died, and then we kind of said, no more invasive. No, I mean, you know, what you're doing to her is actually, you know, she doesn't need this going in having cameras and all this. She was so upset getting that done. Um, 
But then what's it lead to it? You know, uh, you know. I'm, I'm surprised, by the way, looking at the amount of messages in here. Somebody else says, for example, hi, Niall, I'm listening here and I'm totally addicted to two Neurofirm Plus. I'm taking an average of 12 per day. Chemists are querying me, so I have to travel sometimes miles to get them. I live in Donegal, so as a, uh, as a small town, I travel or order online or go away on a weekend just to get as many packs as I can. It's so worrying, but I just can't stop. Thanks for bringing up the topic. Adele. I mean, she's traveling miles. She's even organizing weekends away so she can buy more packs of them. Yeah, it, 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 it you know, it. Well, Neurofen is just is paracetamol as well, isn't it? It's just stronger, yeah. Yeah, stronger yeah dosage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of codeine and salpidine, isn't it? That what it is? Yeah, I yeah. never knew what it was. I, I think there's paracetamol and salpidine as well. Yeah. There is yeah. both, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. Co- what, 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 what is in salpidine? It's codeine and paracetamol, isn't it? Caffeine. Codeine um, and paracetamol. Yeah, uh, and there's caffeine in them caffeine, as well. Caffeine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. caffeine is probably what gives it a bit of a high. And all this shit is unbelievable. There's a huge amount of salt in them. Salt? Yeah, a huge amount uh, of salt. I, I'm looking here, somebody says she works in a pharmacy. She says, hi, Niall, I work in a pharmacy and I'm listening to your show. That woman's saying she doesn't get asked, asked about how many times she purchased them. I have to ask questions and customers go mad when I ask, uh, but it is our rules. We have to ask and we t- have to tell the pharmacist that they're not in a medication and normally uh, takes mild painkiller if that ne- person needs it on and uh, or on an ongoing basis. Uh, they need a prescription of the doctor and if the people are not happy, the pharmacist comes out and explains. We have had people come in trying to get more on the same day and we have refused. In other words, if you need to keep taking them, in other words, in your case, Lisa, where you're going back and forward to the same pharmacy constantly buying yeah. them all the time, the pharmacist should be coming down to you and saying, look, if you're going to be taking these all the time, you need to get a prescription. Well, look at Niall, I suppose, well, that person there that, that checks in, good for them. They're doing the job right. But, um... And how long, are you going to the, how long are you going to the same chemist? How many years? 17 years. To the same chemist? Same chemist, local chemist, yeah. And how many how many packs would you buy in that particular chemist in a day? Yeah, well, I don't usually I'd only buy one pack when I go in. Do you know what I mean? Okay, but you go to another chemist then, or something. But else. I, I, yeah, I'll go back two days later buy another twenty four pack. Right. Okay. You know, and you don't ask questions. And um, again, you know, as I say, that person. Yes, there are some pharmacies, you know, where they do question. Um, but I genuinely have never, ever been refused a box. I can say that. Um, and I did buy two. And I have the receipt for the two I bought together. I can send it into you. Uh, right, two okay. packs. So it's not every pharmacy won't uh, be as stringent as the next one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I am, I'm looking here, by the way. You're not your only. Now, obviously, some people are embarrassed to come on the air and talk about it. I've been taking salvadine since 2018 after I hurt my back digging in the garden. Coincidentally, I stopped smoking cannabis six months earlier. Um, obviously, he's replaced one with the other. Uh, Neurof- yeah, somebody says Neurofan Plus uh, is ibuprofen and codeine. Coming off codeine gives you withdrawal headaches. So it's a vicious circle. I wor- uh, work in a pharmacy. We get awful abuse. It's money uh, in the till for them. It's like cigarettes. Up to yourself. Uh, oh, I think maybe she's saying there's a level of personal responsibility and there is a level of personal responsibility when it comes to taking all these things. I mean, you, you have to allow some people, most people are responsible by taking them at the right times when they're meant to take them, but some people are not. Um, somebody says, no, I completely understand Lisa's situation. I'm the same. I would take at least six sulfadine per day uh, and I buy them in my local chemist. Uh, I've been in and out of the same chemist twice on numerous occasions in one day and yes, they'll ask you the usual questions, but they've never stopped me from buying them. 
Some okay. I'm surprised by this because I thought, you know, people tend to give out about the, the pharmacists asking them all these bloody questions, you know, to stop them from abusing these things because we do know it is abuse. Uh, well, listen, Lisa and Lisa, thank you very much indeed. I'm going to take one or two more calls after the break as well. Lisa, and I hope, I hope you manage to give them up, Lisa, for your own sake. You know what I mean? Yeah, so do I, Nars. I'll keep in touch and let you know. Yeah, go, I mean, I suppose maybe now that you've kind of outed yourself, maybe make a, a concerted yeah, effort, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. All yeah. right, I wish you well, Lisa, and I hope you can get off them, all right? Thanks, thanks. And thanks to the other Lisa, too, for informing us about her grandmother, who was in a similar situation, just basically addicted to them. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I-